This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello, and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. My name is Chris McKinney from Nolan Financial Partners. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, give us a call at 719-210-4242 or visit us online at our website, nolanfinancialpartners.com. And while at our website, click on the radio page, check out our past shows, and subscribe to our program on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Amazon Music. Retirees and new retirees got really good news recently from the Social Security Administration. They announced a 3.2% cost of living adjustment or COLA increase that will go into effect in 2024. The the news we got it right out of Kiplinger. And so if you want to see more about that, um, you can read it there. But we're going to talk about it so you don't have to do the hard reading. Uh, before we go uh, talk about it some more. Let me introduce you to my co-host, Tony Shore is already going to be counting down the days until Thanksgiving and all that turkey. Yep, I already am. I love the turkey. But let me tell you a little something, Chris, about yep. Thanksgiving and the turkey. My wife and I like to make turkey. We make the big turkey uh, dinner more than just at Thanksgiving. A lot of people only do that at Thanksgiving. Really? We love turkey. Mm. We like to bake it, but here's the deal. A lot of people like it. I'm the carver. I carve it all up and put it nicely on a plate. You do the full turkey, the full big turkey? The full big turkey. Yep, yep, yep. So, but here's the deal. I don't like the fresh turkey like that, like as much. I'll have a piece, but I'll eat maybe one, you know, small piece. Uh, I love the mashed potatoes gravy, but it's that night or the next day. All that turkey meat, fresh yeah. roasted turkey, and we season it. It tastes so good. It's not right. dry. But then I put it in a frying pan with okay. butter and a little olive oil, but some butter. And you yeah. take the pieces of turkey, that uh, leftover turkey, and you fry it in a frying pan. Just brown it and season it with some garlic and seasoning. Mm. And then put it in a sandwich with toasted bread and mayo and cheese. That the leftover turkey is my favorite. It's much better than it is fresh out of the oven, in my opinion. I like it fried in some butter. It's so <laughs> it tastes so good. Not as so, healthy, but it tastes good. So 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 my mom at with all the leftover turkey, she makes a turkey uh pot or turkey uh pie. Turkey pot right? pie. Turkey pot yeah. pie. Yeah. And so, and so that that is usually ends up being the highlight because we have it on yep. Saturday. Yep, exactly. And, and, and um, we've all the leftovers. What you do with all that leftover turkey, and we usually have a lot because we buy the right. biggest bird we can, so we can have leftovers. I just like to take it and make a turkey sandwich out of it. Uh, the leftovers. That sounds, that sounds good too. It is but, so good. So, what do you do with all the dark meat? Do you use that too? Nope. Uh, I'm hoping my son comes over because he likes dark meat. Otherwise it doesn't get eaten in our house. 
Now, the dark meat like. goes really good in the pot pie. So, oh yes, it yeah, it, it adds. It has moisture. more. It has a little. Uh, it has a little more taste to it, and yeah. I get that. Now, sometimes if there's a really nice clean piece, I don't like any gristle or anything. If there's a nice couple nice clean pieces of dark meat left, I oh, will yeah. put it in the fry pan with some butter, and you just salt and pepper that. It's so good. Have you ever fried up the leftover turkey in a frying pan with some butter? I, I, I have. Now I did put it. I didn't put it inside a sandwich. I just oh, it's so I just good. fried it so I could get it nice and warm and have that mm-hmm. little toasty. Yeah, and just cut it up and ate it. That little crunch didn't. on the outside, I love that. Yeah, you see the but crunch. you put that in a sandwich. Yeah, and, and with some mayo and even a slice of cheese on there, delicious, uh, delicious. Cheese <laughs> um, is the bane so, of my. Oh, we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> you told me that we were going to talk about cola today, and of course, I yes. brought my pop. Uh, prop i brought a prop and so i oh. thought when you said we're talking about cola today i brought a can of <laughs> coke zero which is my favorite i have right. some rc rc cola and oh, uh, wow. some pepsi but you're we're not talking about the cola wars here i thought we might be <laughs> but that you're talking about social security cost of living adjustment cost that's a whole other thing yeah it is a whole another thing and and so each year, uh, the federal government looks back at last year and then looks at this year on pricing and inflation, and then they create what they call COA, the cost of living just what people need to make up for the, the buy, buying power they lost from last year. They do it um, in the third, from the third quarter to the third quarter. They can't do the fourth quarter because that would be too late in the year, right? So um, what they do is, is look at the, that one quarter uh, each year compared to last year's quarter and decide how much to give. So this past year in 2023, uh, it was 8.7. Uh, but this year, as I wow. said before, it's going to be 3.2. So 8.7 was the biggest increase since 1981 when we had the huge inflation time with oil embargoes and the Iran problems and all that stuff that really threw through the uh, uh, inflation in high gear. Um, but, but so now 3.2, well, that's, that's getting down to where it kind of is normal. It's normally around two and a half. So, so yeah. that's a, a getting close to normal, but still above normal. So that's great. So, yeah, so what does that good. mean? So, so what does that mean? So, uh, that increase means that 66 million Social Security recipients will see an average monthly increase of $50 a month. Okay. That's $50 a month. So that, yeah, and if you're living not, on a fixed budget in retirement, that's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, that's nothing helps. to sneeze at. And so that equates to $600 a year. Now, a lot of people, if you've been a higher, higher wage earner, you're getting more Social Security, it's going to be much more than that, right? Because it's 3.2 per thousand dollars is thirty two dollars per thousand dollars that you're receiving so if you're getting two thousand dollars in social security you're going to get sixty four dollars so if you're getting around right. three thousand it's going to be around 96 so pretty easy math on that yeah um the other thing that uh the rules so so they change the rules every year on this is that the maximum amount of earnings that are become subject to social security tax will go from 160,200 up to 168,600. So what does what does that mean? Well, that means that 
that more of people's wages are going to be uh, subject to Social Security tax, an additional $8,400 a year uh, if you're a wage earner making more than that. Now, if you're not making more than that, it doesn't change. So that's how they pay for it, right? So as they move that lever up and they get a little bit more money from the higher higher wage earners, um, they don't seems like a pretty small amount to me giving the amount of wages that people is starting to go up. Yeah. Um, I think they can make that higher and, and, and do, do better for social security. They'll probably have to raise that. I would think that's the first thing they should do is raise that. So to help social security be solvent, you know, in by 2034, whenever it's supposed to, you know, uh, it'd, it'd be an easy way, but the yeah. the thing is, the IRS is constrained, or the Social Security, the Social Security Administration, is, is constrained through the IRS and through uh, Congress about how how much well, they sure. can well, sure. raise it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Congress would fact. have to agree, and uh, the fat the, what what I like to call the fat cats in Congress. Uh, right. Why Why are they gonna? Me and all my friends pay more money to help no we'll we'll find it another way (laughs) that's the problem (laughs) that's the problem isn't it yeah that is the problem is is that i mean how many households make more than uh one hundred and seventy thousand dollars a year right now a A lot lot more yeah a lot okay yeah i also don't think we should punish the middle class and and you're hit you're hitting on the middle class there i think they could uh they could really um yeah, uh, especially the top, you know, 5% in America well, could, if they tax them a little more for social security, they could cover it. Right. I mean. Right. Right. <laughs> and, and then, and, and, and all, all we're talking about is expendable income normally at that level. Right. Yes. Yeah. You know, no, not too many people have a, a $170,000 a year spending plan. Right. Well, well, we do, but <laughs> well, yeah. Oh, oh, people do, Chris. People do. Some people so, have a spending plan that's three million dollars a year. It depends on what level. That's the problem. The more you have, the more you spend. I the guess. The more you have, the more you spend. And you've talked right. about that too. You need a good financial advisor to keep that in well, line. Well, and that's that's why you know we do the shows about uh, what to do at the end of the year, so that you, if you get a pay bump, you get some kind of increase in your income, that you're you're capturing that as part of, hey, I've got this new income, I'm, I should make sure it's going where I want it to go. Right. It's not that you don't want to aren't going to spend it or you're going to save it, but you just need to decide what what it, you're going to do with it. Now, if you're in retirement, your Social Security, it's just you know, spend it. You don't need to save money. You need to spend the right. social security money, keep your savings, spend the social security money. Um, that's kind of how we, we roll on that. Good advice. Um, if you want more information about the social security administration, uh, the cola, they have a cola fact sheet at ssa.gov. SSA.gov is a really great website. You can create an account there or you don't have to, you can still get information off of it without it. So, yeah, ssa.gov is great, and that is the yeah. official Social Security site. And, yeah. well, neither Chris or I uh, work for the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Chris, I know you help people 
with social security and social security maximization and stay on top of that to help people because it is the foundation, no matter how much money or how little money you have, social security is the foundation. That's where you start when it comes to retirement income planning, right? That that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yep. And Uh, I I think, I I think uh, this is good. Um, uh, You know, the increase is important. Uh, I really think that's good. Uh, Obviously, you know, uh, the numbers they come up with, though, Chris, I always have a problem because it's the the CPI (laughs) or consumer price index and the formula they use to calculate what the COLA should be. Um, Oh, we're not going to count groceries, which goes up exponentially, which is a big cost for a lot of seniors. It's like, oh, okay. (laughs) They do durable goods. And it's like, but that's not what people are consuming. Yeah. No. Right. What about income. what about healthcare and groceries and clothing? Those are well, durable goods are considered, but still, those yeah. are the things that you know people are spending money on is healthcare and groceries, right? Right. And they're and not, energy. They're not buying new TVs every year. They're buying those every seven to ten years. They're they may not if they, that. They not, I mean, my mom and that. dad. Yeah, my mom and dad and my mother-in-law, all the seniors I know that, you know, that are close to me on Social Security, I don't remember the last time they bought a TV. Oh, my mom buys a new one every six years. Oh, (laughs) yeah, I bet it's been 10 years for my parents. Wow. Yeah. Uh, TVs have changed a lot since then. (laughs) Yeah, and the price of TVs typically has gone down. So don't base the don't base the the consumer price index or the cost of living adjustments on that. But how about we look at the cost of? Let's go look at the cost of groceries. I mean, yeah, that that makes sense. The problem with that is, uh, so if you remember back in the um, when was it we were paying. Uh, ten dollars for a dozen of eggs. Yeah, yeah. And now we're paying. Yeah, three. Coming out of COVID, it was the eggs went crazy. Went crazy. So yeah. yes. So so we're paying. And that can happen with energy and with eggs, and that's why they say they don't do it. But but you yeah. look at it, and the cost of groceries overall, if you look at the scale, like over the last ten years, it's not right. it's not all like this up and down. It's no. it's kind of like the stock market. There are ups and downs and peaks and valleys, but overall, over a number of years, it's gone way up. I mean, yeah, what used to cost a hundred dollars worth of groceries, we're paying two hundred dollars for, and it cost it cost a hundred dollars not that long ago, and now we're paying twice that. Well, and the other the thing is, they're only using one quarter. I why don't they use two quarters or three quarters? Yes, they only look at one quarter. Their formula, yeah, let's not, uh, I'll tell you what, we could do 10 shows on critiquing the formula the government <laughs> uses to calculate the cost of living adjustments. I I think it's a, it's a convoluted, crazy, whoever thought of it, you know, it's just. Yeah. So it's called uh, the Consumer Price Index for Urban Wage Earners and Clerical Workers as determined by the Department of Labor's Bureau of Labor Statistics. If you want to look it up, <laughs> I would advise not digging too deep no. into that, how they figure it out, because um, it'll either do one of it'll give you a headache. It'll probably make you angry and it will confuse you. So, <laughs> well, so so the good thing here, is, one of the good things here is that the Consumer Price Index report uh, also noted that uh, because of the Federal Reserve's moves to reduce inflation with their aggressive interest rate hikes 
um, that's starting to show positive results to our inflation, right? It's started to yeah. level out and it's coming down to a, a normal rate of inflation. We need some inflation, but we don't need, we don't need the 9% that we had the one year. So, um, yeah. so that's good. Yeah, that is good news. I mean, the consumer price index report suggests those rate hikes have been worth it, uh, yeah. according to what you're saying. And and I've heard that. I, I do think that's good news. Yeah, it is real good news. So um, you should be getting something in the mail in early December that will tell you about your, your cola. You can also, um, you know, go go look at that uh, website, ssa.gov, and if you miss the, the piece of mail. Yep. And let's uh, let's take a moment here to tell our listeners the Social Security Administration will never call you. No. And they really won't email you either. They will only they do not email. Text. They don't text. They yeah. don't call. So if um, you get a call from them or a text or an email, you delete it immediately. It's a scam because they will scam. mail you something or they will just you just have to go on to SSA.gov, the official yeah. Social Security Administration website. And right. uh, that's the best thing to do. And if that you're not is. technically savvy, you know, find a, some, find, find, a a young person. find a young <laughs> person, find a, find a, grab a grandkid and they can help there's, you. There's a neighbor that can help you. Yes. <laughs> find them. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I have to, Hey, my wife and I get help, uh, help on tech things from my 24 year old. I'm pretty tech savvy, but uh, even I have to, if it's something new that he knows about why, I go through the trouble. Just have him explain. I'm not going right. to, I don't need to watch all the YouTube how-to videos because he ha already has. So speaking of help, if you need help with your finances, you need to contact a financial services professional. Uh, I think everybody should uh, at least sit down and chat with a financial service professional once in their life to see maybe they might know something that you don't. Uh, you can reach us at 719-210-4242. You can check out our website at nolanfinancialpartners.com. Uh, just remember, we're, we're professionals. This is what we do. We see a lot of people that have all kinds of different things, and we help them with all gamuts of uh, their income, including the ins and outs of Social Security. And so we can help answer a lot of your questions. I see a lot of people make a lot of mistakes with Social Security. It costs them a lots of money. We're talking uh, could cost you fifteen grand a year right off the top of my head if you do something wrong with social security. So wow. be sure you understand how taxes work with social security, how your income works with social security. Um, and then we're going to go through some other tips here. All right. So uh, what's the next thing you want to talk about? Um, so the next thing I wanted to talk about is that the, um, Harnessing the power of Social Security is a guide that we have that uh, you can you can get access to. has a lot of different strategies. So um, remember, Social Security is something you've earned. So you want to make sure that you're making the right financial strategies to help maximizing it. And one of the ways to help maximize that is to uh, make sure you're incorporating that into your spending plan for your overall financial strategy and goals. It's so important. So yeah. um, how do you increase your social security payments? So if you can are continuing to work in into retirement, that's great. But you 
those pay raises that you've gotten will improve your social security. The more, the longer your career, usually you make more money toward the end. And so you, there's a minimum of 35 years that your social security benefit is calculated on, right? So it takes the 35 highest earning years. So if you have some zero years in there, then those are going to be calculated as zero. All right. So, um, and so if you work 34 years and you're looking at, oh, maybe I should just work this one more year and then that'll bump up my social security by whatever. You can kind of kind of calculate that um, on the website there. So that means yeah. you'll be working a little longer. You'll, you'll It's a, probably a bigger earning year. So it'll cancel out all those smaller years from before yeah. and you'll have a little bit more money for retirement and you'll be able to put off social security probably another year or two and when you start it. Yeah. So they look at your work history, at least 35 years of it and take the highest earning years and use that. But uh, so what you're saying is you, you need, we all should probably, and we want to try to do this anyway, but if you, you increase your salary as much as possible uh, to make more money, to increase what you're going to get from social security, but there is a cap, right? I mean, once you make so much, it doesn't matter how much more you make, they cap it at some point, right? that's correct, Tony. So in 2023, um, that is $160,000, $160,200. It will calculate uh, how much anything over that isn't taxed. So so if you're making more than that, that's not taxed. So, so that's a really good thing. It's a maximum amount of earnings that are subject to social security tax. And so that is that number gets capped out. So you're, that's kind of how your social security gets capped out as well. Um, So those numbers are tied together. So um, when we do uh, raise that, uh, the maximum amount that is capped, it's also raises the maximum amount that people uh, can have in social security in retirement. Right. So uh, now we're going to get into, I'm going to ask you about the key that everybody wants to know. How do we increase our social security tracks, obviously earning more is one way, but that's easier said than done. I mean, I think we're all trying to earn as much as possible in most cases, yeah. uh, but there are other ways to get bigger checks. I, I understand waiting till full retirement age has a big impact on your social security payment, correct? That's that's right. Uh, getting up to that, uh, that full retirement age, it's 67 for for most people anymore. Um, if you're born um, before um, 1959, then it's um, something before 67. And so um, most most people have, are getting ready to start that. So most people, it's if you're 1960 or later, it's 67. Um, so you want to know what that month is and what that date is because it can affect other things. Sure. But the, the thing is, is once you've reached full retirement age, every year you go past that, it rises by 8% a year after your full retirement age until you turn 70. So that's the biggest time that it increases that payment is during uh, your from your full retirement age to age 70. And so, but after you reach 70, it no longer goes up. So you need to go file uh 
when you turn 70. So there's yeah, no if you haven't already, before. right? And, yeah, it's yeah. all, it's but all Sunny Bull, Yeah, you can file as early as 62, but you take a yes. greatly reduced benefit. And you can file yes. anywhere between 62 and 70. And that's good. But the difference in what you'll make can vary greatly in there. Uh, and a lot of people, it, it's somewhat of a, it depends on your personal situation. Some people have to take it as soon as they can because they absolutely yes. need it or they don't they have it. a long life expectancy, right? But those are really the only two reasons you'd want to take it early is if you absolutely have to have it uh, and you can't live without it, you're not employed right. or not full-time employed and you or uh, you just don't have a long life expectancy, so you might as well take it early for some reason. Uh, otherwise, the sweet spot is probably going to be somewhere in between there for a lot of people. Somewhere in between because there's the other, uh, the the bad part about waiting for Social Security is that you're going, every year you don't take it, that's another year you didn't get it till you pass, right? Till you right. die. And so, but you know, how long you're going to live. Right. So you have to look at your parents' age, you know, your aunts and uncles and your grandparents. And the break even uh, point is, you know, it's somewhere in your uh, 80s for most people. Yeah. Yeah. Early 80s, generally like 83. Uh, So if you live, if you're going to live past 83, uh, you definitely probably want to, you want to wait. Want to wait as long as possible. And I've had, We've had lots of clients that uh, we had a conversation with. They wanted to start it when they were 64. I'm like, okay, so why don't we use some of the money, the cash you've built up, just sitting, just, just sitting in cash, and then that will be that buffer you need from Social Security to get to your full retirement age and then start taking it because here's the numbers, right? So we'll right. go into the actual numbers for you. And right. so that they'll know what it means to them. And then we start talking about, you know, their, their expected age. And if their parents, uh, so many of clients that I have in my sixties um, are, they still have parents that are alive. So I'm like, okay, well, you're probably going to live another 30 years. So we got, we got a plan for that. Yeah. Yeah. And I have read that the majority of people in America take Social Security as soon as possible at 62. Uh, really? Most, yeah, that the majority of people take it at 62 because they think wow. the sooner I take it, the more money I'll get overall. And right. um, yeah, and that's just not correct um, unless you're going to, uh, unless you yeah. don't live past 83, uh, then maybe. But the problem is people think that and they don't realize that they can't make over $22,000 a year. If they make over $22,000 a year, in other words, they take 62 and then they think they still work full time and they're not planning to retire until 65 or 67. Right. Uh, you don't want to do that either. Cause they'll just take the social security. will just take the money back. Uh, they'll, yeah. they'll, right. So, so every dollar over 22,000 that you earn, um, will cost you 50 cents off your social security. Yeah. So give us a call at 719-210-4242. Well, we have a uh, company consultation set aside for people and we do uh, take um, 
appointments after your a typical workday. Um, so give us a call, 719-210-4242. Go out to our website, uh, check us out. You can listen to our past radio shows uh, right there from the website, nolanfinancialpartners.com. Join us again soon for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at taraenolan.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. We are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration, the Federal Medicare Program, or any other government agency. Calling this number will direct you to a licensed sales agent.